everyone, and welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we are playing every single Wii U game in the entire catalog. Every one that we got a physical release. We're looking, at least. We're, we're looking not crazy. It. They sent they sent us the annual Wii U Christmas catalog. They did. We looked yeah. through one by one. We pointed to the ones that we wanted, which was, to be clear, all of them. Yeah. No, we <laughs> circled the whole catalog. Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Like your mom would give you like the the Toys R Us pull out and say, <laughs> "Circle what you want," and you send it back just. <laughs> All red marks, just like... I think I did that with the Schwann's man who brought ice cream <laughs> and, and frozen Chinese dinners. Man, I could go for some Schwann's yeah. right now. It's oh so hot. We're, it's really hot, you guys. Yeah. I think we're the first people to have this take. Uh, currently, this summer is warm. Well, yeah, right now. It took a while to get here. Do you think that that ink, because we, you know, we're playing Splatoon today. Um, do you yes. think that that ink that these boys jumped in is uh, nice and cool? Because I saw him just turn into a squid diving right in that ink, and I'm like, ooh. Oh. I could really go for a nice cool dip in some purple ink. Man, like, I think I've always been reading it as kind of room temperature. I don't know. No. Like, uh, uh, so maybe... Uh, Even but, some room temperature ink doesn't sound too bad right now. That doesn't sound too bad. No, I would dive into a big old tub of ink. Uh, and I, I, I have an inkling our listeners would as well. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, that was a pun. Hey, was oh, a pun my name's Woody. Hi. Oh, hey, hey, hey what's up? Yeah, I'm nice Steve. To, nice to meet you. Good, good to meet you, everybody. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Splatoon this week, a pretty big deal for the Wii U. Uh, yeah. Kind of the last-ditch Hail Mary attempt to save the system with uh, a new Nintendo IP, which is something that does not come along very often. The... I think. The this, last major new Nintendo IP was Pikmin, right? Don't like, forget about ARMS. Oh, you mean before this? Oh, before this. this before oh, okay. this. I mean, ARMS obviously has yeah. taken the world by storm. Exactly. We have ARM fever. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're all... Everyone's going to Comic-Con dressed as their favorite ARM. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, are man. you the right ARM or the left ARM? The world's spring industry is suffering just for those cosplays, to be accurate. Yeah. We're running out of springs, we're people. supply we gotta, chain on ARMS. We got to stop it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a big deal for Nintendo to put out a new uh, a new franchise, sure, and this is one that's well, really uh, taken off. I'm sure there's been more attempted franchises between Pikmin and Splatoon. It's Operation just, Steam. It's just ones that whiffed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't think about Metopia. You never. Yeah. You never can quite anticipate what a franchise is going to be because you don't know until the first one is successful or not. It yeah. is always funny to read about um, movies or things that come, you know, games that come out. They're like, this is going to be the start of a franchise. And then the first one just tanks. Yeah. And you're like, they had all this other stuff planned. They always get real cocky and say, yeah. like, you know, Mac and me will return or yeah, something. Exactly. At the end. You know, there's always going to be more adventures with Mac and Get the ready gang. for. Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll, like, you know, in all these wait. Yeah. Remo Williams, the adventure will not continue. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But um, this, this is probably the most successful one. That, is this the only enduring franchise from the Wii U, like new franchise? I think it is. might be. Yeah, this is definitely the one that has uh, uh, gone on to greater success until we get the the long-heralded Captain Toad 2. You know, oh, I'm sure. sure that's gonna, and I guess maybe you could Admiral call Toad. It, I guess Tom, yeah. Commandant Toad. <laughs> I guess you could count like Breath of the Wild being its own franchise because there's going to be a sequel. Oh, and that, that would. But be that started weird. on the Switch and the Wii U, yeah. so it's it gets all muddled there. Before we dig in to uh, the, the the inklings of Splatoon a little bit more, uh, what else are you playing right now? Mm, I'm playing. Try not to melt on the couch. Yeah, um, it's a good game. Yeah, I would lose at that. You know the ice bucket challenge? The real challenge is not just living in ice buckets. I would love to live in an ice bucket right um, now. So, yeah, not not too much uh, new. I, I Now I really got all the achievements in Cuphead in the sense yeah. that I beat the DLC all on Expert. And then I realized, all right, anything I do at this point is just going to become frustrating because once you start playing and being like all right i'm going to do this without taking a hit to get an s rank you just sort of drive yourself into a tizzy mm -hmm. and i keep meaning to be like all right i'm really going to buckle down in elden ring and get back into it but like most of those big long rpgs when you lose mojo mm -hmm. it can be hard to get it going again totally. you're like, all right where the hell was i and like elden ring obviously a huge game but like the big dungeons and castles where you fight kind of like the Elder Gods or whatever they're called yeah. um, are like really big. So I had stopped playing in like the middle of one of these, like this magic academy. And now I'm just like in the middle of it. And I'm like, I don't remember which direction I was supposed <laughs> to go or where I have been because most of these corridors and enemies look the same. But is it kind of like uh, Bloodborne in the sense that like 
it doesn't necessarily matter what order you tackle these in. Correct. Like, and you you can kind of go around and sort of like uh, I level prefer to grind think of that as Mega Man Two. Oh sure, yeah, yeah Mega that, Man Two. That 2-ing is my it. reference. Sure. That okay. Newfangled Bloodborne stuff game that came out six years ago. I'm really sorry, Grandpa. I didn't mean yeah. to. I uh, didn't mean to confuse you. Yeah, back in my day, we fought Quick Man. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it's good to see the Elden Ring is still enduring and still going on. And still, <laughs> yeah, the uh, most uh, successful game of 2022. But I mean, endured. enduring for you in oh, particular. Yeah. I, I, I've made it, it thus far. It's been, it's, Elden Ring has been a real up and down roller coaster with yeah, me. Yeah, I can imagine. I've been playing a few things lately. Uh, I finally finished Horizon, Yay. which was uh, a really long, meaty, a lot of fun game. I I did make myself stop uh, short of 100%ing it because like, I wanted to play other games That's on good. my shiny new PS5. Yeah. Uh, one of those other games I've been playing has been Stray, the new game from Annapurna, where you play as an adorable little cat uh, in a post-apocalyptic, post-human society. You walk around with a little robot friend at your back, and the rest of the time you're just kind of doing cat stuff. <laughs> There's a dedicated meow button. You can take naps, and your controller purrs. Wow. Uh, you can uh, wow. you can like rub up against robots future, and make little hearts appear on their faces. Future is here with a purring controller. Amazing. It is uh, genuinely. I I love how much time is spent just letting you do cat shit. Like you 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 jump up on the counter and knock stuff over. You you t- walk. <laughs> on the keyboard if they had they could make like a pretty good amount of money if they just sold an add-on for that game where you didn't have to boot the game but you could just press a button to make your controller purr oh man it would like apply to other games absolutely yeah Yeah, i would love to just be playing like death loop and have a a purring cat in the middle of (laughs) that it's like are you frustrated by this game and its high difficulty curve just set this set this on your chest and hold the button to purr absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. so i would highly recommend stray i'm really loving it i don't think it's a super long game i think i'm i'm quite a ways through it and I've been playing for like four hours so nice. you know I don't, I don't think it's super long but uh, it I've probably really been is not it. the kind of game that should be super long no so. no and most Annapurna games aren't like they're just kind of indie games uh I also uh, on a whim downloaded the uh the free beta of Multiverses. Uh, oh, this is the interesting. new Smash yeah, Brothers clone that. using uh uh Warner Brothers characters, Warner Brothers IP. So, if you ever wanted to make uh LeBron James fight against Shaggy or uh make Arya Stark from Game of Thrones fight against Tom and Jerry, you can do that in oh, this game. Poor LeBron, I mean, LeBron James is doing fine. He's it's doing just fine. sad to think of it. you 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 said Warner Brothers IP, yeah. and then you reference LeBron James, and I'm like, oh yeah, it is specifically he, he, his Space Jam is IP. Yeah, it's specifically his cartoon Space Jam design. I yeah. guess they they own that part, but like, uh, you know, so far, like in terms of Smash Brothers uh, knockoffs, like this is a little better than I was expecting okay. it to be. I would say uh, it's still Smash Brothers number one, PlayStation All Stars number two, sure. and then this one is. You know, it's still in the beta, so I think they're still adding and modifying some features. I would, I want some more wackiness. It's like, free to play, right? It's free to play. Yeah. Do you and get all of the characters from the start, or is that do. what you pay? What do you pay for then? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't uh, been given an option to pay yet. Well, I that, know that, are, that, that sounds good. I know there are more characters coming. I think there have to be more stages coming because they give you five, and two of them are repeats of each other. Uh, you know, so like. There, the animation here looks great, particularly if you play as like uh, Looney Tunes characters like Bugs and Taz. Like the way they move, look really fantastic. Okay. Uh, but like, there's not, you know, how in Smash Brothers, like every every action is kind of a reference to their source material. Yeah. Like every punch, every kick, every special move. This one, like, you get one per character. That's kind of like a special, mm. distinctive okay. thing. Uh, so it's not really popping in that way for me. It's, I want more wacky. I want more silly. I want more universes colliding. I want more wacky power-ups. I understand like why Smash Brothers knock, uh, knockoffs come about because yeah. obviously that's a hugely successful franchise, but like they tend to only be like, I don't know, they tend to not be great, and I think that the reason is like we forget that Smash Brothers has been around for like, 25 years or yeah they've, like, they've had some time to dial in the gameplay part and of if it. you sort of went back to something that felt like the original smash brothers it feels so rudimentary yeah. at this time and so there's really been a high level of polish like i i always like see these random rom hacks online of different like smash brothers like play as goku play as like parappa yeah play as like state senator like 
Chuck Schumer. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, Why not? And they're all there. And I'm like, oh, that seems really cool. And then you actually play them and you're like, oh, this kind of feels like a Newgrounds Flash game. It, that's kind of the vibe with it's, this. This feels like it's got uh, a couple extra layers of polish. I think there's potential here mm-hmm. for this to be kind of fun, uh, but I want them to crank up the wacky. I mean, I know already one of the unlockable characters coming soon is going to be Ted Lasso. That's oh, a good way to that's pretty uh, fun. You know, take a uh, a man whose happiness is masquerading for deep depression <laughs> and make that a fighting game character. So, sure. Somehow, I mean, in the ideal world, it just there needs to be one. Like they need Nintendo needs to be like, look. Smash Brothers, we're just opening it up to everything, mm-hmm. and any company can like pitch their idea of a character to put in here. Yeah, um, but you have to give us like ten percent of the game residuals forever, right? And so it's just like you have this polished gameplay with like everything, because that's always the problem. Is you go to these other games and you're like, I'd kind of just rather play Smash Brothers. Like it's fun that's to play it's... as Ted Lasso or Batman. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of just rather play Smash Brothers. Yeah, totally, totally. But it's an interesting little experiment. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see how it uh, unfolds. I mean, right bit. now the price sounds like the price is right. It's a good price to play yeah. it at. Yeah, definitely. I like that price point. Uh, I think it's on PS4 and PS5. So definitely, it's also on uh, PC. And PC. Okay, perfect. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Splatoon. This game was released May 29th, 2015. It was developed and published by Nintendo. What? And it's a Wii U exclusive. Honestly, maybe could have fooled me. Yeah. If you had told me that this game was developed by a different company and it's specifically one certain other company, I would have it, taken your word for it. Right. It's, it very specifically reminds me of like Dreamcast era Sega. Yeah. Like there's a lot of Jet Grind Radio in this uh, aesthetic here. Which Sonic is, Advent- uh, a lot of Sonic Adventure. A lot of Sonic Adventure. Well. Very, you know, like those, those early Sega 3D games were kind of noticeable for being very, very bright. Yep. Lots of oversaturated neon colors and things like that. This has that kind of vibe. And sort of half sort of going for an edgy feel but also just leaning into the cartoonness. Yeah. It's like the edginess that a like 6-year-old would think was edgy. It's it's Pepsi commercial edgy. Yeah. It's it's uh we're 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 young and rebellious but we're still like hot and fit society's norms and like we're we're going <laughs> to exactly. we're going to go forward and make a difference. You have to be the most fresh to go shop at the mall. Absolutely. You need to be at least level 4 fresh. Uh, yeah, so like we said, Nintendo, new and Nintendo IP, pretty rare, and even when they do come out, it tends to be like the old guard, like working on it. Like Pikmin was mm, a Miyamoto project. Okay. Splatoon is kind of noticeable because this was made mostly by like newer hires at Nintendo, kind of the people they're grooming to be the next Miyamotos. So uh, that's that's pretty cool that they have a new, uh, a new system, a new game that's focusing on the younger talent. And I mean, and that makes sense because this game is an arena shooter. Um, to, I mean, sort of, it's its own kind of weird thing, but I would say if you had to describe it as one genre, it would be arena shooter. Which is and, rare, uh, unusual for Nintendo yeah, to Ninten- tackle. Nintendo has never really made one. No. Um, I mean, outside of Hogan's Alley. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the arena, the arena of Hogan's Alley, yeah. Um, and shooting at cans. But so it kind of makes sense to be like, okay, this is something we're not familiar with. We're just going to kind of have the veterans wash their hands of it and bring new people in who are really going to get their hands dirty with a genre that they might be generally more familiar with. Yes. Like at this time, like when, when this game came out, uh, this is 2015, you know, call of duty has run rampant and essentially changed the whole gaming landscape of just like, all right, what people want is they want to play shooters online and just continually put money in them and customize things and Nintendo, I think, has always struggled with that. Because, like, like it, it's it's an inherently violent genre. Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay, how do we make a, fa- a game that is family-friendly, that sticks to our brand, but is also lets you shoot people uh, I think- and has some sort of innovation here? Because Nintendo is never really... I don't feel like Nintendo is ever, like wants to do a Me Too type of thing. Where, no. Well, they, I mean, no they, company wants to get involved no, in a Me Too type of thing. Not a but, hashtag Me Too, but like, yeah, in, yeah. Where it feels like, oh, they're just doing a poor imitation of this. Like, right. Nintendo wants to be like, what is our hook that we can put on it? What 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 swath of color can we paint? Exactly. With? They don't take half measures. And I think this is actually a really interesting way to approach the shooter genre in a nonviolent way because the goal here isn't to shoot each other. The goal is to shoot the environment. Uh, if you happen to get in each other's way, you're shooting each other. But it's also you're using paint uh, mm-hmm. and ink in a way that's like exp- and, and there's such brightly colored neon like splatters that you're never going to confuse this for blood or gore. Right. Like it's all in good fun. 
You know? <laughs> if you would, you'd be like, this is the most fucked up game ever. There's <laughs> just be... viscera and blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this would be like disgusting. Purple, purple innards. Uh, so the concept for this game was created by a developer named Shintaro Sato, who made an early prototype of an ink-based PvP game during his downtime while working on the Animal Crossing series. Oh, okay. Uh, yet another game where, like, this was invented by somebody who was bored of doing their job, so they decided to do their job in a different way in their yeah. downtime. Like, okay. I think that's funny. I, I just, I don't sit around, like, editing things in my downtime <laughs> for fun. Um, but yeah, so the four-player uh, territory control game proved to be a big hit with the developers who were starting to miss deadlines because they were spending too much time playing this goofy oh, little wow. game. Okay. Uh, so Nintendo took notice and they approved the prototype as a potential new game. But the core idea still needed a lot more development. Um, so the concept of covering ground, like I said, it's kind of a brilliant move because that means you can you can shoot without having to shoot. Like it's a smart way to approach it. Um, but the initial idea started, uh, they, they, they put the characters in this stark white room, okay. you know, and they realized pretty quickly, it's like, all right, that's going to get pretty boring if it's just a bunch of variations of empty white rooms. And that is kind of, I mean, we've seen this concept a few times, like in Mario Party minigames, where mm-hmm. it's just like, you throw water balloons at their ink balloons at the wall and you see who can cover the most ground. And they're always like, I would say on the upper half of fun in yeah. the mini games, yeah. but um, they're always a little shallow. So they, they needed to find one more thing to do with this mechanic. Absolutely. And so, yeah, they wanted to have uh, uh, more varied stages and kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, and characters were kind of an issue for them as well. So they, they tried a couple of different things. Uh, there was going to be animals at one point, uh, just kind of a bunch of anthropomorphized animals. There was going to be Choaniki style, like macho men, Ooh. like just kind of run around Nintendo fied versions of that. I, I imagine that, but yeah. that would have been pretty funny. Mario was going to be uh, a w- character for a while. Would have worked also. Uh, it would have you know, fit well. People know Mario. Yeah. Uh, but finally, Nintendo was really interested in this idea of uh, using squid characters because the ink concept obviously oh, lends itself naturally sure. to squids. So they wanted to create some new characters. Um, these but you, are, like to, you, you don't want it to be like Octodad. Like a squid yeah. is intrinsically a weird character to play as because it's like the movement is all off. So how do you get that squid theme in there without having you play as an actual squid? Right. And the interesting kind of uh, 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 middle ground that they found with this design was squid people. They you went can, Animorph style. They went Animorph style. You can turn into a squid. And even when you turn into a squid, you look like you look like a blooper from early Mario. Yeah. You're like a cute and cuddly one with big cartoon eyes you know uh so it's not too weird not putting but yeah they just that's... turn into it's this cartoon graphics where they just turn into a photorealistic squid <laughs> that'd be kind of awesome actually i'd like to see that um but yeah and this game was designed significantly around the gamepad they wanted to use the gamepad as much as possible because you know we are three years into the wii u's lifespan at this point it's not going well uh they had a botched opening and then increasingly you'll notice games like after the initial uh, uh miss or uh, run of games they stopped using the gamepad yeah, i would say the vast much. majority of games that we have enjoyed that made good use of the gamepad came out within the first year of the Wii U lifespan, if not at launch itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I think it's important that this game was going to use the gamepad specifically. It had to do something that the only only the Wii U could do. And, I mean, what... I guess, what is that specifically? Like, it's... it. it they start with kind of a motion control here. Yeah. Um, where you have to tilt the gamepad up and down, left and right, to sort of act as your right stick. But you can very easily just turn that off. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I, I think... Having a second screen, like for a player map, is also pretty helpful, especially okay. in multiplayer. Yeah. You can uh, keep track of who your teammates so when, are and where they are. When you play are. online, it will kind of show you the location of all the characters. It will. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so that, that I think it's cool that they wanted to reinvest in the Wii U and kind of like, you know, we've got kind of a cool game here. Let's see if we can salvage this console that had such a botched launch. Uh, so after a lengthy development that saw the game take several forms, the team finally had a game they were pretty excited about, and Nintendo pulled out all the stops to promote it. Uh, they made a big splash at E3 in 2014, uh, which got people very hyped up to play this game. Uh, and Nintendo started promoting the game with manga tie-ins, merchandising. They had a special frozen yogurt flavor at a Canadian uh, chain called Yogurty, which I've never <laughs> heard of, but uh, it sounds delicious. They hosted uh, an event called the Santa Monica Mess Fest. They got uh, actor uh, James Marsden. He came in and uh, basically played paintball with a bunch of okay, kids like sure. who won a contest. They played real-life Splatoon. They recreated the set and like gave them some paintball guns. And Very fun. It just made a big mess and of made everything. And gave them 
power to turn them into squid. They put them all under some machine which altered their DNA. Absolutely. And yeah. and who doesn't want a squid cyclops once yeah. in a while? Good, you clean know? family fun. Do you think Cyclops, after this, he came out and he just has a beak where his <laughs> eyes used yeah. to be? Yeah, I think that's probably going to happen. Um, so all of this paid off well. Splatoon sold 5 million copies on the Wii U, which makes it the sixth best-selling game on the system. Nice. And that's no small feat, considering this was a dead console by this point. Oh, uh, yeah. And while this system would ultimately, the release would ultimately prove too late to save the system, it did establish Splatoon as a hot new IP. And then Splatoon 2 would hit the Switch in 2017, and that would further cement this. That is the 12th best selling game on the Switch. And the Switch sells a shitload of games. Yeah. So that's that, pretty that's good. Deal. It has a huge dedicated fan base of online players who regularly check in. They're all always updating it with new tournaments and new things to do. Uh, and the often delayed Splatoon 3 is actually coming out in just a few short weeks. I didn't realize when we started doing this episode. This is coming out September 9th. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're we're on the cusp of getting a new Splatoon some, game some here. Some goodies. Switch still going strong. Still some plenty of goodies on the Switch horizon. Absolutely, yeah. It's, and I feel like for Splatoon 2 they don't feel like they had to do all that much because it was one of these odd situations. It was the situation where, like, people just wanted to play Splatoon on their Switch. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. There was probably a window here where the Splatoon was the only thing keep, pe- keeping people's Wii U plugged in. Probably, and yeah. And so they could have probably just said, all right, Splatoon 2 is a port of Splatoon 1, and it would have sold well. Um, Splatoon so. 2 almost takes, I, I think I use this analogy a lot, but it almost takes the Evil Dead 2 approach of like, mm. th- this is uh, kind of reintroducing basically the same game to a whole, a larger audience with right. more money, you know? It's and simultaneously like, a reboot and a reimagining and a sequel. It, right, exactly. Yeah, it kind of does that. So the, this whole series takes place in a city called Inkopolis, which is uh, populated by squid-human hybrids called the Inklings, like we talked about. Okay. Uh, this game does have a very, very limited story. So you play as kind of an anonymous, like, Inkling uh, boy or girl you can choose from the beginning. And if you follow a weird old man down a sewer pipe, uh, <laughs> that's he'll... How, that's how I make my life choices. That's how most of my adventures begin, yeah. yeah. Uh, you'll talk to this... Uh, That's going to be the premise of the next Mission Impossible movie. Is it really? Is Tom Cruise follows a weird old man down a sewer pipe. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what he throws himself off of in that <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah, so you you meet this old man. His name is Captain Cuttlefish. And he believes that the evil Octarians, which are not uh, 80-year-old men, <laughs> but in fact uh, uh, octopus people, he believes that they're planning to stage an invasion of Inkopolis. So he drafts you into what he calls the, uh, what is it called? The the new Squidbeak Splatoon. Uh, and then uh, sends you forward to try and uh, beat all these octopuses and try and save the great Zapfish, which <laughs> is what provides all of the ink for the city. The Zapfish are a very cute, goony-looking design. They kind of... I don't know. It's hard to describe what they look this, like. I mean, this game generally has a pretty weird aesthetic that is pretty unique, especially to come out in 2015. Like, it very much feels like 90s or very early 2000s. So it's like, I guess if it's kind of a new team at Nintendo, maybe there's some young people there who are drawing on that nostalgia from... Uh, when they were growing up. Like, this is very, like, early, like, colorful van sneakers. Yeah, it, yeah. It is what it feels like. With I, a little bit of, like, Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper in yeah, there, too. Like, honestly, I'm not crazy about the way this game looks. I find that the Inklings design is kind of weird and off-putting. It's sort of, like, a combination of looking bland, but, like, the but design... But slimy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those cuttlefish are sort of that same w- weird thing. It's, like, you grab them and, like... They're like twitching all around. Maybe like early 2000s Nickelodeon or something. Just something that's like weirdly kind of edgy, like a cat it's, dog or a Rocco's Modern Life or something. This is a fairly deep Simpsons cut, but whenever I see the hair on the uh, the Inklings, I always think of the episode where Homer tries to make a head of hair of himself out of shoe polish. I and have keeps, no like, idea what episode you're talking about. It's it's a 15 or 16 episode. Okay. It's kind of later, but like he. He makes this whole big glob of pompadour on his head that just keeps like sliding off. <laughs> and that's what this hair makes me think okay. of. Like their hair is supposed to be kind of parted over tentacles. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I like the vibe here. Weirdly, like the thing that I'm finding increasingly off-putting, and Stray does the same thing too, is like 
pseudo Japanese like fake languages. Okay. Like there's a lot of that in this game. There's a lot of that in that game. Like where it's it's kind of loosely based off of kanji, but it's a lot of its own and, symbols. And that's that's you're just talking like the spoken words in here or are they I'm talking like, about like signage. the written language the signage and the written language okay. and everything like you know where you have to go up and have everything translated rather than just like reading it you know um that's just like kind of an, a design choice i find a little lazy sure I don't know. um it just it's it's a little done to death at this point yeah um, character no characters don't speak english or anything here they do that same old banjo kazooie it's thing, the kind of jibber crossing. jabber yeah. yeah yeah uh but i will say i really like this game's dedication to uh clever nautical puns mm-hmm. and clever clever uh seafood puns <laughs> like your store is called the booyah base yeah uh your the the two girls who like read the announcements before every game are called callie and marie calamari oh, and like okay. you you find other things like uh who was the other guy we met crusty sean the crustacean yeah yeah that was I like the, crusty sean that's cute also i just i like the name crusty sean i'd yep. like people to start calling me that from now on <laughs> well you'd be crusty uh, steve no 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 changing my name legally work. first name crusty <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the story here, the single player mode well, that game, makes like, up the campaign is kind of like, that's where you're getting any little semblance of a story. And it is like, to give you an idea of how like tossed off the single player is like, there's this, you drop down into this open plaza, which is your, me- your sort of main menu. Yeah. And like, there's this giant arena out in front of you that you walk to and that takes you to the online battle, the matchmaking. It pulls all your focus. And then yeah. there's like a tiny little sewer grate that you can go into for like the single it's, player mode. It's literally a weird old hermit hiding near the dumpsters, like who tries to lure you down into a sewer. Like that's what they think of sing- people who play Splatoon single player. Just like people you- hanging out, in the- let them go hang out in the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're under the, the bridge people or something you and know? the single player is honestly kind of like a longer term glorified tutorial in some ways um, kind of yeah because yeah. you this to me feels very 3d sonic because there's a lot of sort of just floating and suspended like electrical beams yeah that you can kind of teleport between lots of ramps to figure out how to get up and down and so the basic i mean I'm probably newer at Splatoon, which is, than most people listening to this show because sure. it's a very popular game. But like your basic premise is, you have a gun that shoots ink. Yes, you shoot the walls, you shoot the ground, you shoot the ceiling with your ink gun, and then you can t- press L to turn into a squid, and mm-hmm. then you can swim wherever you want in your own ink. Yeah, um, and I think that it is a. I mean, my take for this game that has sold millions of copies is that's a fun mechanic. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's it's really. It's a very out of left field kind of gameplay concept. Like, uh, uh, I think it's a really creative approach. Like, you can do some fun things with this. You shoot uh, a bunch of ink all over a wall, and then you turn into a squid and swim up the wall. You know, you can uh, uh, turn into a squid. When you become a squid, you're sort of like uh, porous, I guess, or, or I don't know the proper term. You, you're viscous. You fall through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You fall through grates and things like that. Um, and you can disappear into the ink. And then you take a solid form when you're a human. And so in the single player mode, it kind of translates to some fairly basic puzzles of like, you're going to activate this cannon so you can Mm -hmm. shoot higher up or like destroy these balloons so they'll spray ink everywhere, um, which is a fun and satisfying way to do it. And then in the multiplayer thing, it really shines as well because it gives you a mechanism to kind of dodge attacks. um, And it's just a fun mechanic of like, the pull, sort of push and pull of like when I'm a squid, I can't shoot, but mm-hmm. I can use it to like sneak up on someone. Um, what I think sort of this is one of the earlier arena shooters that really puts emphasis on like having your characters move in a unique way. Yeah. So like the first person arena shooter at this point been around for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and probably I would say as soon as like the first halo like that was the game where they're like okay we know like how shooting a gun should feel yeah and like it just works in that and then they're like okay nintendo's like they've mastered how shooting a gun should feel but no one has made that much effort in innovating how moving around the environment should be that's a really good point yeah and even with halo with the vehicles like vehicles are not particularly innovative they they just controlled really well they were always to me a questionable part of the multiplayer yeah i never felt great about those in uh multiplayer but it's like just is there a way to get your character to move quickly to sort of ebb and flow and like fly like did you ever play the game i think it's called tribes 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm familiar with it. I never played. I think it that's like a PC shooter that's very jetpack based. Yeah, that, that was that was really huge for a while. Um, and but like this is like all right, we're going to find a way where moving around is satisfying in its own right, and yeah. now that's like pretty major in most new shooters at this point. It's like Titanfall is really big in terms of like you know floating through the air. Does the jetpacks in Titanfall? I I think so. I've only played Titanfall two, which is like a single player experience. Oh, okay. But, uh, that's a great game. And that's like um, game. Overwatch is the other one. Overwatch where like is each big. character is like, all right, this character is gonna have a grappling hook. This character can like triple jump or, or like, like run oh, on walls. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we by making the movement exciting, it's like it breathes new life because most shooters. You're kind of just walking around aimlessly, like, okay, when's the moment gonna come? And here, like, just yeah. efficient movement through the environment is is a game in of itself. Yeah, it's it's reward. What's the the game? Uh, you're a fan of this. It's the one where you're like sliding a lot. Oh, Vanquish. Vanquish. Thank yeah. you. I always forget the name of it because it's a it's very a, generic. It's a name. terrible name. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More frequently known as the Slidey game. The Slidey game. Uh, yeah, but the that, game. that unfortunately is not a multiplayer game. But is that not multiplayer? No, oh, not. I always thought it was an arena shooter. Oh, weird. No, it's first person shooter. Or oh. no, no, single player shooter. Single player shooter. Okay. Well, yeah. So, like we said, multiplayer, uh, online multiplayer specifically, is kind of the big draw of this game. And I was kind of amazed that I got to log on to this game and yeah. play some matches. It's a special uh, day in Wii Universe history. We got to play some online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you, I guess you did. I did. I did. Yeah, you didn't find a connection, unfortunately. But uh, you know, it's. It's not the most populated uh, server out there, but it is still active. This might be the only like uh, Wii U game that is still uh, getting an active audience. Maybe Mario Kart, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I played a couple of games against people. Like it's not the slowest uh, lobby loading time I've ever experienced, uh, but it's not the fastest either. No, it's pretty slow. They do give you a cute little uh, mini game you can play on your Wii U gamepad during the matchmaking yeah, loading. That's fun. It's a little like a doodle jump thing with a squid. Um, but I, you know, the online, the dominant online mode is going to be a turf war, which is basically, uh, see who can paint over the most territory on a given stage within a set amount of time. It's going to be four on four team based. And, uh, I had a really good time with the two little games I play. Like it's, it's pretty intuitive. Uh, even with like the motion controls that you're using to kind of tilt and aim, I found it, uh, worked perfectly well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't experience any lag or anything in the middle of the game, and uh, I, I was even able to win one of them, and, and you get a lot of XP for it. And that is kind of the problem, I think, because yeah. here, here's the, the the thing about this game. It's like there is this mode, there's a one-on-one -on -one mode, which we played. It's, but, it's decently fun. Yeah, the problem with this one-on-one -on -one mode is the only gameplay option is a balloon-popping race. Which Wait, I don't know if we get more modes. I don't think so. Though. I didn't. I didn't get the vibe you did, and that that just feels kind of randomly lazy. Like it's a shame. I guess this game is very vertically kind of oriented. Like yeah. for a shooter, you need to see a lot of the environment here to sort of plan out your movement. So trying to play it like with four players split screen might be a mess. I can imagine. And, like yeah. the nice thing about one on one is one person can look at the gamepad, the other person can look at the TV. Mm -hmm. But like. It's not really that much of a local, local game at all. It's really not built for that. Yeah, and uh, uh, so much of your progress in this game is based on gaining this XP from these online matches, which are currently kind of hard to access. Like we said, I of the four attempts or the four or five attempts we made, I got through twice. Yeah, we have a fifty percent batting rate. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's not great. And no. it, by March of next year all of these servers are going to be down anyway. Okay. So this game is kind of on the verge of being locked out of relevance by history. Like, Though for what it's worth, like in terms of pure practicality, it's already out of relevance. Like you can yes. still play it, but there's not much reason to, because if you're excited about Splatoon... And Splatoon 2 exists, Splatoon yeah. 3 exists, and Splatoon 2 is already very similar. Bless you. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you there. But it I think. was, it was cool. Like I felt a very like kindred spirit with like, who are these other people 
that we are matchmaking with online because yeah. like is this game's only on Wii U, so it's like ah, here are other people in the middle of or the end of July, like like in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. being like I know I'll play some Splatoon, and a couple of them were like level ones. Yeah, and you're like someone else just like maybe we have people who are playing along with us at home. They're like I would love oh that. they know that the Wii U guys are gonna do uh they're gonna do uh Splatoon, so I should brush up on that. If we played some Splatoon with you, uh, yeah. congratulations on kicking my ass once <laughs> and uh, booyah for losing once. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm great at this game. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, yeah. And as you, you know, the the advantage of playing the single player mode is you'll unlock new weapons, mm -hmm. which is really great. You have a good variety of weapons here, which are all available to you if you play the one on one. So if you want to try those out, there's like a paint roller, which you can roll on the ground and then flick at people. Uh, there's like an airbrush. There's a rapid fire. There's a couple of cool little ways to play. Yeah, I didn't know that this key, these games have the customization of your weapon, and it does seem like this could be a fun thing, kind of a game to play. That if you had a team of regulars that you usually played with, you could figure out a way to kind of like coordinate your team in like a team fortress style of be like, right. all right, you play as the roller and like roll over as much area and I'll like defend from up here with this long range gun. That's definitely, it's, I think that was the comparison I was looking for. Team fortress does feel uh, similar to the approach that they, they took here, which is a good approach to take. Yeah, good like game. that's a, that's a fun multiplayer game. Uh, yeah. I had a good time playing the online mode, but it, it does feel, it feels a little bittersweet that this specific game is kind of about to be locked out. Like, yeah the single player mode isn't really compelling enough to like recommend going back to this. So this might be kind of landing in sort of a, uh, a weird semi-historical semi-artifact kind of place, like, like with fantasy star online, yeah, or like early games good, like that, that, that are because they put so much emphasis on online play and because people have moved on, like there's just no real reason to go back to it. And this is, this is just a game that's, I mean, this is a pretty common style of game now yeah. of like a game that is iteratively iteratively improved on yeah. um, and then becomes irrelevant later it's just not a the type of game that you and I end up playing very much yeah because it's just we're usually not big on online games no. and b doesn't show up very often on Nintendo systems no like no. because they're never really online focused so it, it this is not an uncommon fate no no it's not just at all the one of the first times we've encountered it it's true it's true and i mean i feel like there's been such a monumental improvement in Nintendo's online capabilities since the Wii U between the Wii U and yeah. the Switch like it's so easy to hop on a Splatoon 2 and set up a match and play online with like no lag and no interruptions like it's it's very it's very streamlined now you know and uh, uh so this one gets kind of uh, uh locked out a little bit and it it's a shame because I think this is a really high quality game like uh I, I think this is really good yeah but in some ways like how much of a shame is it really? Because I don't know qu quite where why you'd be going back to this version. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. 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 If there was some aspect of the story where you're like, oh, you really need to see this element of the story, then I might be a little more bummed out. And it's but. it's just kind of rare that like, uh, well, rare for us that like uh, an original game would get so completely subsumed by its sequels. Right. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'd prefer to play the new one. It's like, no, there's just you can't play this old one <laughs> yeah, because this true. new one exists. You that's know, true. Uh, so it's just kind of an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I didn't really have too much else about Splatoon. I had no, a good I mean, time with it. Yeah, I, I might dust off two and see what's going on with that. I might check out three mm -hmm. when that comes out next month. You know. It's a good series. I like. I don't know if this is uh, this isn't top tier Nintendo IP for me. Like, I don't think this resonated with me as much as like Pikmin did. Sure, you know, which but is again, just kind of more I, my I think speed. For what it's worth, I think that eighty percent of that is this is just not the way style of game we like to play. Like, yeah. we want our progress to come from like a single player story adventure mode. Yeah, um, and this you're gonna get no matter which Splatoon you end up picking up you're gonna get your value through playing online definitely um and so that's just not really what we're looking for no no not generally well let's move on to the ranking section of our show each week we are ranking the games that we just played um i'll start us off this week uh i like splatoon yeah. i like it I've, I've never played this first game i played a lot of the sequel you know I, this still exists out there in the world if you want to have a, a good time with it definitely check it out this is my new number 10 oh, uh, goodness on my me. list that is underneath gianna sisters just above mass effect 3 
Uh, it is, uh, it, it's a cool little experience that you, uh, that, w- that was introduced on the Wii U that kind of had its birthplace here and still plays pretty great. And, yeah. uh, I think it does speak volumes that there is still any kind of online community yeah. for this game. No, like that's that, true. That people really like it. So people out there playing Splatoon on the Wii U, we salute you. Yes, absolutely. Wii U salute you. Wii U salute, we salute, we salute you. you. Yeah. There you go. Um, I like this game also. I haven't. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't played it very much. I'm not necessarily driven to go play it very much because, like, the end result is that it would just be me online failing. Sure. Because that's always where these shooters end up in the long run. That's And I'm not ready it. to go down that path again Every yet. time I want to get into Overwatch. Yeah, same thing. Same <laughs> exactly. Thing. Um, and But I still think that the fundamentals here are really solid. And even... If the single-player mode is at... I imagine the single-player mode's not much longer than six hours. Like, Oh, it can't be. that. That's how long Splatoon 2's was. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a fun... Like, right from the beginning, like, there's a boss that, like, climbs down on its side and tries to crush you, and then you, like, yeah. paint its side and climb up there and then shoot its uh, little tentacle up there. That was a cool it's got, like, boss fight. weird little legs hanging out. I don't know. It, there's, there's weirdness, there's charm, and... Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it number 23. 23? Okay, yeah. that's not a bad spot. That I just got reminded, um, when you go to the movie theater, do you see that advertisement that's like the people at the start quoting all of the movie scenes? That makes me Which, cringe so hard. Th- do they know, like, I always am baffled by, like, commercials where the person who's promoting the product is, like, clearly the worst, most irritating human being, like... There's commercials where, like, people buy a new car and they're like, well, careful of the siding. Or, like, they're, like, really, like, stuck up about, like, the the bed on the back of the car and how it, like, folds out. Oh, sure. And it's, like, the implication that if you buy this item, you, too, will become a huge jerk. Right. Like, that's yeah. why I'm always confused. Yeah, do I, am I like this when I go into the movies? Am yeah. I, like, also just the movie quotes that they're picking are obnoxious yeah. to me. Because we're, we're, we're at a, a Regal, yep. which I think is, like, an AMC brand. And let's... No, we, AMC is its own thing. Oh, it's, it's so Regal thing? and AMC oh, are okay. the two they're major the brands. Okay, uh, but wait, yeah. what about, like, Pepsi? That's a Coke brand, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly. Um, yeah, but it's it's always like what are they quoting? They're quoting like fucking Caddyshack and yeah. like uh, Elf no, and like you know, I don't and, know. And, like, and then Danny Trejo's in there for one like, scene for no, no reason. Yeah, Danny Trejo, you know, you seem like a fine person. I'm glad you found your niche. Yeah. but uh, stop it. He says yes to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say, that's true. I guess we can't fault him for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it's very odd. Bring back Dr. Explorer. He was the best. Dr. Explorer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, when are they going to show, I'm sorry that I'm just advertising for Regal now, but yeah. I'm really excited for the crossover of the three like promotional guys who see they get the Regal Unlimited pass. Oh, like, like the, the watcher or whatever. Yeah, or like exactly. The, the magical lady. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't seen the guy who looks like a Captain Marvel knockoff. There's going to be a great climactic fight scene on the uh, roller coaster that takes you through the cola. With, with the minions. The yeah. 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 Sometimes the minions are on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've both been to the theater lately. It's yeah. air conditioned. Exactly. It's uh, it's a very nice place to be right now. Uh, go check out Nope. I like to Nope. I didn't like Nope. Thumbs down. I yeah, say it's no- a Nope to Nope. I say Nope to Nope. I say Dope to Nope. Yeah, so, perfect. Uh, you know, I think uh, this is, we're the new e- Ebert and Roper. Absolutely. Or, I guess Ebert and Dopert. Ebert <laughs> and Doper, uh, or yeah, Ebert and Doper in your case. Yep. Uh, we have one letter that I, I'm a little reluctant to read because it's. Uh, very complimentary to us, and I, I get oh, uh, nervous getting compliments. I thought you were going to say, because it threatens our families. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. It threatens them with a good time, maybe, with a compliment and a smile. So just know that neither I nor Steve wrote this letter and sent it in. We did podcast. not. That is I'm our disclaimer. very uncomfortable with compliments. Uh, hello again, boys. While listening to your excellent Patreon content, I was reminded of something about your podcast that I don't think gets enough credit. You two have excellent comedy chops, particularly in your ability to yes and with one another. I think the pinnacle of this came in your episode of your Legacy of Kane deep dive, in which Woody challenged Steve to name his top three legacies. A weaker podcaster would have laughed it off, but Steve busted out Legacy of Lagaya, the Subaru Legacy, and any bottle of liquor that you could tell is expensive because the word legacy is on the label. Uh, I, I, it's I don't always remember funny this. when people... like say like comment on a thing we said on the podcast and it can be like from the week before yeah and i'm like oh i don't that was a clever thing that i said (laughs) i didn't know 
I know you two share stage experience, and I was hoping you could give your listeners a little more background on how you two met and perhaps what theatrical productions were favorites from your sordid careers as classically trained buffoons. <laughs> as always, thanks for the laughs. In a world that gets less funny by the day, I can always count on you two for a filthy joke or a Simpsons reference, and that is from JMO, who always just writes the nicest yeah. letters. We Thank appreciate you, it. I'm, I'm blushing a bit. That's very <laughs> nice of you to say. I'm glad you, you like our shenanigans. Um, yeah, we, we met doing theater. We met, we met doing Spamalot, yep. uh, a production of Spamalot. You were Sir Bedivere. Mm-hmm. I was Sir Robin. Yep. Uh, I had a helmet that was far too big for me, and I had to constantly lift up the little thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun show. I think it was kind of a challenging production because it was the middle of summer in a very old, hot building. <laughs> and for a while, our costume pieces, our gloves were, did you have these? They, they were just rubber dish gloves. Yeah. Uh, and your hands sweat like a motherfucker <laughs> under those, especially when it's like really hot outside and you're under hot stage lights. I think King Arthur, by the end of it, like had mold on his tabard. Yes. Like- yes. Yeah. It was getting pretty gross. Uh, you know, so, and we, our, our dressing room was pretty smelly. But we still had a good time during that show. Yeah, I mean, um, that, unsurprisingly, for being white dudes in their 30s, yeah. ner- white nerdy dude, we love Monty Python. We did, so sure we do. were excited sure to do. get pulled into that. And then you did quite a few more shows mm-hmm. with the guild there. I've only done one or two since. Um, yeah. And then I guess our other uh, our other big, I guess, sorted past was I had a- adapted this weird science fiction Canadian movie into mm-hmm. this play because I'd always been fascinated by it. And ended up casting you as the lead, the atomic atomic scientist, Dr. Carol Lamont from yes. the Atomic Institute. Uh-huh. And we just like we had a, it was actually quite a good cast of people. It was a and, fun show. Yeah, and we just rehearsed in the back of the comic book store that I was working at because that was the only place I could find that had free rehearsal space. And then we performed at a children's theater, but not in front of children yeah. because it's like. There was a lot of blood and gore in that one. And I think the real highlight of the show is there's a scene where um, the police officer who's kind of betrays you at one point Mm -hmm. gets pulled off the stage by one of the aliens. And then we have the people off stage just blast you with super soakers full of red food coloring. And just like you just got for like like, a comically long time. Yeah. 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 It was that was super fun. It was a really fun show. And the cool kind of stinger to that is that. The the writer or the producer the, ri- the, the writer of the movie the writer and the producer actually the they writer producer came, of they flew the movie in from Toronto to see our show they flew in yeah yeah which was really very cool the the movie is called Invasion yeah the U S title is Invasion yeah. with uh, Campbell Scott Campbell Scott and the Canadian title original title is uh, Top of the Food Chain yeah and that's it, what your show is called it's definitely yeah. recommended for people who enjoy kind of the Zucker Brothers style spoofs yeah yeah it's absolutely fun, it's a fun one yeah and other than that we've we've done you know like i've, I've done improv going yeah. back years of uh you know like I, not not in a not since college really but i did yeah. a lot of improv in like middle and high school and got paid for it a few times yeah but uh yeah kind of i kind of abandoned it in college yeah somehow it got like weirdly competitive and kind of like showy in college it does and then it got kind of unpleasant my, one, of, one of the guys that I did improv uh, that I did improv with in college is the creator of the show Severance. Oh no, he kidding! Went to Western here. Oh wow, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, and I, I, one of the people I did improv with is uh, she's been on our show, Betsy oh, yeah. Sidaro, who is uh, uh, you see her in UCB stuff. She's on TV shows all the time. She's doing really well. <laughs> These yeah. are more successful slash talented <laughs> people than us. Far more, yeah, far exactly. More, but, uh, so check out their work but instead. <laughs> I just, I, I always get excited every yeah. time. It's just like ah. I know that person. It's really exactly. cool. It's really cool. They're they're doing great. Um, well, thank you so much for that very flattering letter, JMO, and thank you all for listening uh, to our splatoonerific episode. Also, one more follow up to that. Yeah. If you are in an environment where you feel like you want to go out and uh, meet new people, and you have a local theater, yeah. Um, go do it. Go go do it. You don't need to necessarily be in the show. Maybe you want to be involved in lights or set direction, but you. You'll meet some cool people. You'll meet some less cool people, but you'll definitely meet people. You absolutely <laughs> like, will. You absolutely will. It's 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 a great way to uh, to kick that off. And, and the other do something creative. The the is like uh, everyone's like, no, I'm fraudulent for that. People would judge me. And the fact is, if you are up on a theater, people already think you're cool. Yes. Like, I mean, and I I don't mean that like as a joke. No, They're no, like no. Initi- Everyone is impressed if you are willing to get up on stage and do stuff. I have never heard of someone being like, oh, that guy sure was a doofus up on stage. Like, no. even if you flub a line. Exactly. But. Exactly. It's a great experience. It's definitely something people should try to do. 
all right. Well, next week. Oh, yeah. I guess one other thing we're going to update people on. So uh, we are, uh, you know, I've, I've got my big move to Texas coming up in a couple weeks. Man, you keep hyping this up. This I better, do. It's better delivered. I know. Like, I know. I think like, I'm worried we've got a watchman on our hands here. Yeah. Like, oh, man, all this hype. And it's just disappointing. Uh, but yeah, I'm moving in a couple weeks. Uh, so our Patreon show, which we call Ultra 64 DD, that is going to be discontinued. Uh, we've Whoa. got we're finishing up our. I think when you hear this, we've just finished our Simpsons deep dive. Okay. We're going to be doing one last series to kind of cap it all off. So there are going to be some changes over at the Patreon. We're going to eliminate two of the tiers. We're going just down to the $5 tier because we still want to make those episodes available yep. for people. We've got like 200-something bonus episodes uh, just just waiting for you to d- dive so through. If, if so you're one this of those is literally people. a whole other long-ass show. That's <laughs> it, yeah. If you're one of those people like me who's like, I'm not going to commit to watching a show until it's finished and yeah. I know it has a good ending, like – Soon you'll have the chance to all, see the ending. All of the plot threads from our yeah. from our series are going to be pulled together. It's going to turn out we were in purgatory the whole time. Holy shit! I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll reveal who the others are. Uh, we'll we'll tell you who the uh, doctor serial killer is. Uh, all of these. Perfect. All of these. Uh, so definitely check that out if you've uh, if you've been waiting to catch up on the Patreon content. That's all available for you. We've got a flat five dollar tier starting August first, which uh, you should be hearing this uh, later than that. So. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us and for uh, uh, tuning into that show. And it's it's been a lot of fun to do. It's just a, a purely a scheduling conflict. I think it's just going to be a little bit too much to take on. Yeah, that's right a now. it's a lot of games, a lot of games to play remotely. Exactly, and, and, and yeah, we want to try so. and finish out the Wii U show. Uh, our, yeah. our original and best love. Our, obviously, obviously, yes. So um, the reason television was invented. That's the one. So you can control it with the gamepad. Yeah. Uh, all right, so with that news out of the way, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, we are playing uh, another collection of mini games. Oh, our favorite. This is a Family Party 30 Great Games <laughs> Obstacle Arcade. That's just a random string of words wow. strung together. Will you say that uh, title again? Family Party 30 Great Games Obstacle Arcade. We're playing <laughs> awesome. that one. I'm excited. In addition to We Party You, which is okay. uh, probably the same level of quality, but also 10 times more successful <laughs> because... It's Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, go figure. So we're going to be digging into some goofy-ass minigames next week. Tune in. Don't miss it. It's going to be a fun one. Bye, everybody. Splat. Splat.